Daydreaming about dragons. I want to talk today about expectations and in, in gaming and at the table uh, in general and where they can come from and ways to, and that they need to be addressed, uh, ways to talk about them, right? Uh, this, this came up again, um, you know, among the many, many times this has come up in my gaming life. Uh, it came up again. I played Scum and Villainy with a couple of friends online. Uh, dear friends, and it was a lot of fun, and they did the mission, and then they realized that the people who they had just delivered supplies to were probably going to die if they didn't do something, so then they went even further and pushed it, and it was awesome. I loved it. They, they attacked these three Star Destroyer-type things that were, uh, you know, Colossus-class battlecruisers, I called them, uh, and they went beyond the mission, right? They, they went for it. And, and it had a tangible effect on the game and on the world. And it's going to be really cool. But I, at the end of the game, I wanted them to know, hey, uh, I don't want you to feel that you had to do that. It was awesome, and I loved it. But we could have gone through a fast mission, you know, and done some downtime and gone to the next mission. Boom, boom, boom. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with a, with, with a play that defies expectations and goes really smoothly. And this came up again earlier with my buddy Anthony in our Trophy Gold game. And I was noticing that towards the last hour to half hour of play, maybe half hour of play, right? That tends to be a two and a half hour session. We tend to play two to two and a half hours. And the last bit of the adventure, I would notice him getting really tense and really conflict averse. And at one point I just stopped and I was like, hey, there, there's, there's not another combat coming. I don't, have a, I don't have a planned set piece at the end of this adventure. Um, and I know that Anthony's other game that he plays the night before with many of the same people is Pathfinder, right? And he's probably used to a certain rhythm. He's very likely used to a certain rhythm in the game. Hey, there's a big fight at the end of the session. And I could feel that expectation bubbling up, a mechanics expectation, right? And I think we can divvy up our, our expectations a couple different ways, right? Mechanics expectations pacing expectations, which I think is related. And at the end, I want to talk about genre expectations, which might end up being its own thing altogether, right? So, but for now, let's talk about kind of mechanics pacing expectations. And I, I, I want him to know that, hey, I, I, don't, I don't want to like kill the drama of this moment, but I need you to know that I'm not setting everything up for a big fight at the end. Sometimes that will happen. Sometimes you will play it smart and you'll get around it. Sometimes the big fight will happen right away. You know, I, I don't control that. And I don't really want to. I don't want a, a rising action. You know, I, it doesn't need to have that. You know, misspent youth has that built into it, right? If you play misspent youth, it's going to have that kind of short story, rising action vibe because it's built into the game and the dice and the mechanics. But it doesn't need to be everywhere, and I don't need to push for it. 
So, and I, so what I did with both of these cases is I stopped and I was like, hey, let's just talk for a second. Um, in, the, in the Scum and Villainy game, I waited till we were all done. And I just let them know that was awesome. Everyone was you know, I had a lot of fun. But I need you to know that a mission can go smoothly. You don't have to go into a mission and then... If it, you know, if it takes us 20 minutes, cool, we'll do some downtime and then we'll go to another mission. They're really easy to make. This is easy prep for me, right? Easy prep. Now, if I had made, I, I, I joked about this with a friend the other day. If I had spent the last three months making uh, a paper mache castle, right? And then I threw this huge, <laughs> right? I, I, I threw a tarp over it when everyone came to, to play. And I was like, and then the castle looms before you. And the players were like, yeah, we're not going in. Right? I'd be like, listen, I just spent three months making this damn paper mache castle. Right? We're going into the damn castle. I need that to, I need that to, be, the, I need that to be the game. Uh, no, that's not how I roll. But I'm sure there are some people who do. And if, if I had labored a ton to like make this adventure a certain way, then the conversation would go very, very differently, right? So I think these conversations are, are tailored and change when you've done something. Um, I've definitely had situations in our trophy goal game where I have uh, an incursion made and I really want to play test it. And I tell them that. I'm like, hey, folks, I, I wrote this, this incursion. I think I know how to get your characters into it, but I really need to play test it. That way, if the players were like, no, we're not going into that, we would never do that. Um, we can talk about it. We can figure it out. Hey, make, make some new characters then for today. I need someone to go into this ridiculous situation. Uh, it's just I, I feel like those expectations need to be discussed, and especially when you see tension growing. You know, I was at a, a con game, and forgive me if I've repeated this story. I, I, I think about this story a lot. I was at a convention game probably more than a decade ago. And it was a burning wheel game. Luke Crane was running it. It must have been a Gen Con. And Luke went to take a bio break, and one of the players looked really upset. And he, he turned to us and said, I don't think this is what he had planned. I don't think this is the game he wanted. I think he's really upset at us. And I said, I, I don't think he had anything planned. I, and I knew a little bit more about Luke. I knew more about Burning Wheel. So I knew what the expectations were, right? But this poor guy was so upset that he had upset another person. And I was like, hey, let's talk about it with Luke when he gets back. Let's make sure he's not upset, right? Because I felt so bad. This guy was so upset. Um, and so that's something that I say when I go to con games. When I play con games, one of the things I say is, I don't know how this is going to end. I don't, I've got problems. I've got no set solutions. And I don't know how you're going to think of how, you know, it's, it's not easy peasy. Like the, the, the key that you get in the first 10 minutes is not going to unlock the final door, right? I don't know how you're going to do this. And I look forward to figure, to, to, I look, really look forward to being surprised at how you do it. And the reason why I say that very often, depending on what game I'm playing, right? The reason why I say that is because I don't want anyone sitting there like being, oh my God, this GM is putting on a happy face but he's so upset, right? Because that, that's a, there's a lot of that in, in even like in memes, in like memes I see on, on you know, the, the RPG subreddit or on Twitter, you know, about DMs planning and, G and players messing it up. And there's not a lot of memes about GMs 
planning a situation and the players reacting to it in a way that is delightful to the GM. So anyway, that's another expectation that we need to tackle. And you know what? I'm going to save genre expectation. I might do that. I'm going to do that next week. Genre expectation is next week. We'll talk about that. I think today we'll talk about setting ex uh, uh, you know, mechanical expectations as they relate to pacing expectations and just how to talk about them and to definitely address them, address them out of game, address them person to person. You know, don't have a cryptic wizard come and say, there shall be no fight. You know, step out of game and, and have that discussion among, among adults or among children, if you're children. And, and, you know, and talk about it that way because you, you need to just smooth that over so that people know what they're getting into. You know, and if the expectation is, hey, the last 30 minutes we're going to have a fight, then awesome. Like, hey, are we, are we comfortable with that? Are we going to be able to take a screenshot of where everybody is in the fight so we can continue it next week if we don't finish? Right? Because that's another expert. You, know, you, you need to think about that stuff. And we need to have discussions about it. And we need to have those discussions out of game. And that's what I was thinking about this week as I was daydreaming. So that's where I'm at. Cool. If you have mechanical and pacing expectations that you've seen growing at your table, I'd love to hear about them. Drop me a line. There'll be more information on how to contact me at the end of the show in the outro. And now we go to my favorite part of the show, the inspiration goat. IG, what you got for me? That's a good one. Very good. Okay. So there's a new show on HBO based on a, an old TV show called Perry Mason. And it's excellent. I'm really enjoying it. I think it's really cool. However, there is a very tragic, upsetting corpse that is created in the murder plot of this show that I'm not going to ruin for you. But it's upsetting. Uh, it, it's really upsetting. And the, the, the one mistake I think the show people made is they showed it. Right? They, they've shown pictures of it. They showed it when Perry Mason was, was on the case, is on the case, and, and, and looked at it in the morgue. Um, we've seen the corpse a couple times. And, and the, the, the tragic thing about it is just talking about the show for a bit and I'll get to how this relates to gaming in a moment the the actors performances are all so amazing that when they look down at this corpse they're so bereft and you can just see it in their face in their posture in their reaction in their eyes they're so upset to be looking at this and it's really sad and so I wanted to talk about that, about putting a blanket over the corpse in your game, right? It doesn't, we don't need to describe every little thing, right? And, and the cool thing is in gaming, you can describe, uh, you can describe dialogue, right? You don't have to say or scream the visceral things that your NPC is screaming. So you can throw a blanket over corpses. You can throw a blanket over dialogue. So let's talk about both of those things. Throwing a blanket over the corpse. Uh, you know, you, you can just say, like, it's a bullet-ridden corpse, right? Blah, 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 blah. 
and maybe you want to say like one thing about it that is surprising, right? I remember when I was a kid, I was about 16, uh, a couple of friends and I were on the road late at night and we came upon a, a, a drunk driver who had gone into a telephone pole and he was fine, but he was unconscious. And what shocked me about the whole thing was there was this car wrapped around a pole and there was this guy, you know, in the car, passed out. And it was all so peaceful. Like, I felt like there should have been noise. I had never seen an accident seen like this before. And I felt like there should be a lot of noise. And there wasn't. So maybe you want to describe, when describing something visceral and terrible. Maybe you want to add a, a surprising detail like that, right? Like you're on the murder scene. There's a bullet-ridden corpse. It looks, the whole scene is peaceful and quiet. Like you can hear birds chirping in the distance. And it seems like it's, it's incongruous. It doesn't make sense. It feels like it should be this loud, gruesome scene, but it, it's almost peaceful, right? So that's one way to kind of make something gruesome by making it normal, right? And you don't have to describe every bullet in the body or the way the limbs are, 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 are tossed, you know? You don't have to go for the gross out. You can just go for the, the making it feel real and letting the player's imaginations do it. And, and you can say to them, you can ask me questions, like what are some questions you have about this scene? And that way they can set the tone for how much gross out they get, right? They can say, like, where's the bullet placement, right? Or, or, like, how did they fall? And then you can start adding stuff because the players have initiated it. And you can check in with them. Hey, is everybody okay with me describing this? You know, and hopefully, if you're playing a game about an investigative murder scene, people are okay. But I think it's important to kind of think about how you're going to throw the blanket over this stuff and, and making sure that it's okay. And, and you don't have to describe everything in every little detail because when you don't, the players will fill in the blanks and you can prompt them to ask questions. Say, hey, if you have any questions about the scene, if you don't understand where things are, let me know. I'm going to make a little map of the, you know, of the battle and, and where, where everybody fell and where the blood smears are. But... If you have any questions, further questions, anatomical questions, let me know. You know? And you can... You don't, you don't have to go for the gross out every time in order to get the gross out. Okay? So, throwing a, throwing a sheet over the corpse, throwing a sheet over the dialogue. Here's something I've done a lot lately. Is when, when, when NPCs are just being rude and nasty, I just say, the NPC says something really visceral and terrible about your mother. Uh, imagine what that is. Right? And, and that way, I don't have to scream and spit and, and do all this shit at, at, at players. Uh, I have a lot of friends who have, go through enough of this in their day-to-day -day lives. You know, now that they're being screamed at and spit at, but there's a fear of that. Right? There's a fear of that every time they see a red, someone in a red baseball cap. There's a fear of that every time they see a house with a, a Confederate flag out front. So I don't need to come to my gaming table and start screaming at them. They already live with enough of that in their day-to-day. -day. So if you have a thing that a player who's saying, a character who's saying something terrible, you can literally say, they say something really, really visceral and terrible to you. 
and, and you don't have to scream at your players. They don't need to have that lived-in experience. Now, if you've agreed to that, if you're like, hey, folks, you know, you're going to be dealing with a lot of terrible people. You know, how do you want to do it? And you can place the, the sheet on the corpse as much or on little as you like. Hey, folks, we're going to be playing this game. Do you want to go really splatterpunk with it? Or do you want to just say, hey, here's the vague thing and let you ask questions and lead up to it? That is a discussion you can have, right? Lines and veils. You can set the lines. You know, this is something that, that we, we can't do, lines and veils. This is something that we're going to throw a veil over. It can happen. There can be sex in the game, but we're just going to cut. The camera of the scene is just going to cut away. So that's one way I like to think of it is, is you know, throwing a sheet over the body. And Perry, watching Perry Mason and enjoying the heck out of it, but really wishing the directors had gone a little bit more corpse light uh, is... is got me thinking about gaming and how we can do that in gaming and, and how you can get that gross out moment without grossing actual people out, right? Sometimes less is more. Sometimes more is more. So figure out what is what at your table. Definitely talk about it. And, you know, if you've got ways that you put sheets on the corpse or take the sheets off the corpse that are creative, I'd love to hear about it. What do you do when something is so gross in your game? And let me know. Drop me a line. And I'll have more information on how to do that in the outro. Here we go. Let's outro. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. If you would like to support this show, uh, there are a number of ways to do it. There is a support this show button. If you do that, I appreciate it. If you don't, don't sweat it. I also have uh, a bunch of charities that I think are very worthwhile. So if you really feel like you need to give to something and you want to make the world a better place at the same time, Black Lives Matter, there are the links. Rock out. If you want to drop me an email, <clears throat> let me know, hey, you know, your show kind of inspired me to do this thing. I'd love to hear it. That would make my day. So if you want to make my day, go ahead and do that. That'd be great. Cool. Easier way to support, or cheaper at least, way to support the show, but not easier. Actually, a little bit more labor intensive. All right? And I know your time is, is valuable. So if you can't do this either, that, that's fine. Is to drop me an email, drop me, send an MP3. You can send an MP3 through the Anchor app. You can record an, an MP3 on your phone and then send, email it to me. Uh, my, my email is judd.karlman at gmail.com. My Twitter is linked in the show notes. Judd underscore of underscore cryos with a K. I'd love to hear from you. Even if it's just to say, hey, I really like this. It really, really, really makes my day and just about every creator I know's day to say, hey, this is really nice. So that's a cool way to, if you want to make my day, there you go. You can make it easily. Just drop me a line uh, on Twitter, on Mastodon. I'll, I'll have a bunch of links. Uh, drop me a line however you want. Uh, if you look up Daydreaming About Dragons and any of those types of social media outlets, you'll probably find me. Okay? Thank you so much. I hope your summer is going well. I hope you're beating the heat if you're in this hemisphere. And I hope you're getting some sun. And I'll talk to you next week. We'll talk about uh, setting expectations next week. Uh, like the expectations of genre, not setting them, but genre expectations. I think there were just mechanical and, and pacing expectations took too much time. So I'm going to split those up. I'd rather that than talk for 20 minutes and, and have it go long. Okay? Cool. I'll see you next week. We'll talk about that. We'll see what Inspiration Goat has on, on, on hand. I, I never know what the IG is going to bring me. And I'll see you then. Seven days. Bye-bye.